to Scoppy Radio live, as it were. Yeah. Thank you all so much that are here live. I'm fumbling with a fucking cord. Why do you only get headphones? Because the people won't reach you. That's because the patriarchy. Because the, the patriarchy. Do you want to hold them? I feel pretty good about how I sound. I want to wear them. All right, great. Thank you all so much for coming, those of you that are live. I'm really sorry that this is uh, not more formal, but <laughs> do you really care? Nabby. No, we don't. Sound. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, well, I'm um, expecting you to wear a tux. <laughs> tank top. tops are out. It's tank top weather. So, um, so, so, so. What's the? What's a Canadian tuxedo? Is that all denim? It's all yeah, all denim. Oh, no, wait, is it really? All denim, all day. What are you guys even talking? There are things that people bring up about Canada that are like the American version of Canada. I've never that. heard of what so you when you cross the border, border nobody hands you like a bag of Tim Hortons and then like a plate of poutine. Yeah. That's not every time. Well, so let's, now that we're all <laughs> here and all get together, let's do introductions real quick. My name is Andrew Hansen. And I'm Maureen Smith. And we are joined today by Marissa Abbas and Avita Tremley of Opera on Tap Chicago. Is it Tremley? It's Tremley, but you can say whatever you want. So when I try to call you on my phone, I have to say Tremble. Yeah, if I if I say my uh, your name in my phone, I have to say Tremble. I can't. Yeah. So anyway, um, my phone thinks that you're super trembly. Right. It's okay. I get it all the time when when people are like trembly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My phone likes to say Maurice. Marisa, a bass. Oh, yeah. that's a good yeah. name. Oh, like good a, in your own Like name. a confused alien trying to read my name. Thank you. Well, so <laughs> I'm you. really glad you brought that up because it reminds me really well of how Marissa and I met, which is working with Opera on Tap Chicago, um, and how I pronounced your right name wrong three times in a row. A lot. It was yeah, a lot of times. times. Yeah. Like, I kept calling you either Marisa, or like, I thought you were Hispanic, so I, I kept saying Marisa or something like that, and you are like, no, <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so would y'all mind telling us a bit about Opera on Tap Chicago? Yeah, cool. Let's we do, can it. do that. All right. So basically, Opera on Tap is a not-for-profit. Um, Opera on Tap Chicago happens in Chicago. Basically, we are. Our mission is to go to bars and make opera more accessible to all. Get it out there. Get it on. Get it fresh. Get it funky. We like to interact with our audience. We like to drink alcohol when we sing sometimes we like to give other people alcohol we like to just have a really good time and bring opera to unconventional spaces uh marissa has more to add i do i do indeed uh so as avita said opera tap this is just a chapter of it opera tap is actually an, an international organization it's based in new york there are a fuck ton of chapters around the nation and then as well overseas i think there's a few in germany especially Germany loves their opera. Um, <laughs> but they like their weird opera. They cool. love their weird opera. And opera talk can get weird. Yeah. Uh, we did have dildos at our February show. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best show. I still yes. have phone numbers. Anyway, so I like to describe <laughs> opera on top to strangers that I meet on the street, that I shake their hand and I tell them, I like evangelize about opera on top right. to random strangers. Uh, I don't do that because I don't like to Have you heard about my um, Lord and Savior uh, beer on tap? <laughs> yeah. It's great, and yeah. uh, so um, I'd like to describe it as an opera cabaret, essentially, yeah. because it's. I think that's the feel that we go for. Is people are sitting, they want to have a good time. We have an MC. People come up and they sing their songs. They interact with the audience. Usually, it can be flirtatious. It can be funny. It can be like really sad and moving. But the basic thing is to like make it immediate and make.
make opera something that feels really alive. We also have super titles that people translate into English, into GIFs. I'm not saying GIFs. I'm not saying it. <laughs> into GIFs, into pictures, and so it's like they make them really funny. They can also just be a translation, but it's it's all in an an, uh, an effort to make it more accessible and to make yeah. it something that you want to go to. It's because it's fucking fun. Opera yeah. is opera is passion. Opera yeah. is is funny as fuck, and that's what we bring to it. My experience with opera on tap is that. Um, Oh, by the way, y'all just saw the signal of Daniel, shut up, I want to say something. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. so, um, anyway, so um, my experience with Opera on Tap, speaking of super titles, is that the only time I've sung with Opera on Tap Chicago oh, as a soloist, I sang, it was for the Gender Bender show, and um, I sang Amez Ami, and I made it about punching Nazis. And so for the all of the high seas at the end, it was just pictures of superheroes punching Nazis. Followed so, by Richard Spencer getting punched in the face. Yes. It's probably one of the most magical things I've ever seen. Yeah. And honestly, it was so good. Well, so that's the beauty of Opera on Tap, right? Is that every chapter is has its own flavor, has its own style. But I think the thing, one of the things that runs pretty um, frequently through those the chapters is the idea of the um, theme of the Munster show, which is what provides this backbone for what Opera on Tap is able to do. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, in its mission, it's, we talk a lot about on the, on the podcast about like accessibility and how accessibility can kind of be like a buzzword where it's like, oh, we're super accessible. And it's like, well, how are you actually accessible? Well, it's like, we like leave our office sometimes. <laughs> we leave our corporate environment sometimes. And I think it's, I think it's really hard to take, especially uh, an art form like opera that's like rooted in classical music tradition, it's really hard to take that. Um, and apply it, those same kind of principles to it and um, get it into a space that is actually accessible and like actually what that word means, not just what it means, it's kind of a buzzword. Um, and so the thing that one, that's kind of what the theme of the months are able to do is provide this backbone, both in the fact that they're monthly, so they're frequent. Um, we turn them out. Yeah. yeah. So right. you, you check in with what's happening in <coughs> all around you in right. the scene. And we also like to offer like we do pre-show uh, things sometimes where we have like local um, smaller opera ensembles or opera companies or classical musicians of some sort come in and they do like a pre-show act before the actual show of opera tap. And so it's a good way to you know check in with the opera community in Chicago, which is so. Bridge and a lot of people who are not in opera don't know that, you know. Yeah. So it's really cool that we can all connect through this organization. Well, and I'd like to piggyback, piggyback off that too, because one of the things that I am obnoxiously passionate about when it comes to opera shop is the fact that it is a wonderful opportunity for singers to meet each other and network yeah. and discover each other. Um, I know I came to opera shop through the Twin Cities chapter and Tavidi. Hey, shout out! She runs that one. <laughs> She's really wonderful, and uh, I didn't know anyone in the city. I got you know hooked up with that, and it was you know you found you found singers, you found friends. Yeah, and that's you know I came to Chicago, and I think I met almost all of my initial friends through Opera on Tap, all of my first singer connections, and that's hugely important. Is that sense of just you're new to the city, or you want to meet more people, or you just want to have a place where you can go and hang out and sing some arias like this is this is the place yeah. for that like it's not it's not an audition it's not you're sitting you're standing up there and wondering where your hands going right. like people have literally 
stood on the bar and gyrated in front of, of others, <laughs> stared <laughs> at, at boobs. I don't, I don't know, lots of things. <laughs> this is something more like sexual harassment at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Just institutionalized sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. our slogan now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. No, Let's not. have these strikes on the record. No, no, sexual no. harassment is never cool. very respectful. Yeah. And now we shall change the topic. No. But, so. <laughs> no, so I, that I, was really great. Yeah, yes, I'm so glad I, that that happened. I think that it's such a common narrative, you know, arriving in a city, um, not knowing anybody. Like, a lot of people come to a city like Chicago to go to school, and that's how, for example, Daniel met a lot of people, Evita, that's how you met a lot of people, was through school. Yeah. I I had the same experience as you, except I didn't meet people through Upper Tap. I just am very outgoing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, um, like, arriving in the city and not having that institution to draw upon sucks. And so that's why I think Operant Tab is so valuable. Is Like, there, there was a post in some sort of pacifist singer forum, like, hey, I'm moving to the city. Like, you know, how can I meet people? And, like, nine people out of ten were like, Operant Tab. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe it. Yeah. And it's it's loose. It's fun. I mean, it's not it's not as formal in some places. You know, we don't necessarily do a lot of rehearsal beforehand. But I think that's also no. what gives it like we gives just, a lot of immediacy. Yeah, we just kind of hope that people will show up and know their songs. And if and and you know what, if you forget some words, guess what? Fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we want a good show. We want it to be a good yeah, show. Yeah, we want it to go on. Like, it, it's, but it's always good. That's the thing. Like, it's right. always, nobody has ever, like, shit the bed. Yeah, we have some yeah. really good singers. That I really actually want to thank you back. And I'm sorry for the people that are in the audience that are performing this. So the thing that we're at right now is <laughs> this is the Scoppy session. So, though, so I don't know if we fully explained what's happening, but basically, uh, we wanted to give a little bit more time because what we're doing tonight is the Rossini uh, Chamber Music concert. And so we're really excited about that. Um, but we're all very busy singers. And so getting the people together and getting enough time to rehearse, we were able to rehearse some throughout the day today. And we actually got a good amount of rehearsal done. But we were already able to basically do an hour's worth of music. So it's going to be more something like 30 minutes. And so I, but I, I think that <laughs> the that. beauty of that, and the reason <laughs> I'm bringing all of this up right now, is kind of talking about what y'all are talking about, which is coming to projects like this. It's both extremely daunting because it's you're coming to an environment of um, people that know what the fuck they're doing. You know, like we all know uh, what is. Rossini is supposed to sound like. Yeah. We all know what the R is that people are bringing to an opera on tap mm -hmm. is supposed to sound like. And um, and so you know when you come to a thing like this or with that kind of expectation, it's hard to leave that expectation at the door. So what I want to ask y'all about uh, with regards to you know how good my you guys is now? I, have say, I barely say it anymore. For background, and I just want to tangent, I'm sorry. I have a thing where I say you guys a lot when I'm talking to an administration. Well, it's a, but it's that a, would be ridiculous. It is a societal work. thing. It's not yeah. just a Daniel Johansson thing. Yeah. It's like a societal norm that if you are addressing a People, it's like, hey guys, right. which and is I'm, very gender. Yeah, and I'm no way in saying like everyone should be that way, but I'm a fucking journalist, and like I should know how to talk to people that doesn't immediately gender them right away. Anyway, sorry. So I'm, that was just a completely. I was just, and I, I also think it's really important to take care of yourselves and congratulate yourselves when you don't fuck up. Because I didn't fuck up, and like I deserve to fucking acknowledge that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, so question: I, when it when it comes to these things, like opera on tap, for example. 
when I think this is a thing when you're battling accessibility and an elitist art form at all. Um, it's hard to come from, you know, most of us have master's, master's degrees in performance. It's hard to leave that expectation at the door and do something that is casual. That is, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake because you're putting something out there. And I'm, I'm curious in y'all's work uh, with the organization and just generally in Chicago, um, if that's a thing that you faced and if that's a thing that you found ways to overcome. Uh, well, I know personally, I've, I've really enjoyed Opera and Tap for the fact that it's helped me get over a lot of my own performance nerves. Because I, I think that the singer and the performer that I was when I had just gotten out of grad school is miles away from the singer and the performer that I am now because for so long, I think especially in grad school, and I think I've rambled about this on your podcast before, we were put into such a, <laughs> we were put into such a box, and I think it's, it's a loving box that people give us because they want us to do well, and they want to give us tools, but those tools can also constrict us. I am mixing up metaphors. Um, but so we come out, and we're afraid to make choices. We're afraid to take mm -hmm. chances and to be courageous and to become our own artists. And um, for me, this opera on tap is really great because it has allowed me to go like, literally, who cares? Right. Yeah. No one's going to like turn to somebody the next day and be like, you know that boy Kisa Pente was actually terrible, and I'm never going to hire that person again. Right. <laughs> like it's, and you just have fun, and you, and you can walk around, you can play with people around the room, you can make choices. Some of them won't land sometimes, but yeah. some of them will really land, and you can learn things about what your own performance style is, and the things that you want to do, and the things you want to say in a safe space. That's the thing, you just kind of, just sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I'm just kind of piggyback off that and say, like, for example, <laughs> I get really caught up in technique, and I'm always trying to perfect our, our, my technique, and I think lots of people are. I'm not unique in that statement. Um, and with opera and tap, every time I perform, I am, like, never thinking about technique. Yeah. And, yeah. like, sometimes it, like, ooh, and then some things come out weird, but at the end of the day, I have a way more honest, way more real, way more, like, relatable performance every single time so that's really taught me a lot on how to like actually act my my pieces rather than whatever i was doing well, well probably the most connected in some of my pieces here like the violin area yeah. i've always found it's hard to thread the needle with the performance mm -hmm. it's abstract. but here it's it's right there yeah. and, uh, i forget there was something else i was going to say oh yeah um and i know the audience a lot of the times does contain a lot of singers and i know that can intimidate people sometimes but I think once you give it a chance and once you come, there's, it's a really supportive community. Yeah. People are really, really excited too. You will never get more applause in your life for anything you do than singing something at Opera on Tap. It doesn't matter if there are four people in the audience or if the entire room is filled. Like, it is just a bunch of drunk singers super pumped to be there and right. hearing you do your thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, the, the thing I was gonna say is that, you know, Kind of letting your guard down in terms of technique and being able to relate more to people musically i'm sure has helped you in your like actual life not just your performing life like i know that um i'm gonna bring it to me in this in podcasting is that i know that this experience has made me a much better listener it's made my conversation skills a lot better i'm wondering has like running an organization has, um, you know, being able to be in a very unlaced yet professional environment, like, has that helped you in your day-to-day? -day? Uh, that's a cool question. Um, 
know. I've never really thought about it, to be honest. Uh, I think it's helped, it's helped me a lot in terms of knowing when to, um, I'm one of those people who gets very passionate about anything I do, so when I have a project in front of me, such as like Opera and Tap, and I'm, you know, have expectations on me of, you know, it has to be good, um, and I'm very obsessed with like, if I'm going to do something, it's got to be good, so um, it's definitely helped me calm down. Like, I've learned how to work with, with others and not get, like, you know, too ahead of myself, if that makes any sense. So I've learned to say sorry. Um, and I've learned to take a step back and, and like, see what's, what's going on before I jump on something, which is, so I've learned a lot about myself. In terms of the rest of my life, I think it's helped me, um, I think it's definitely helped, like, you know, just normal like organizational skills, like yeah, definitely conversationally, like talking to people, because like at these events, I have to you talk to right. everyone, which is great. So I think it's definitely helped me in that in that sense. Um, overall, I just I think it's been really cool, great working with um, Samantha, Marissa, Daniel, when when you were part of it. It was it was really cool to see like all these different voices coming together. That's what's been really interesting to me because everyone is such a different. Um, leadership style, all of us. So, but we all have something to bring to the table, and I think that's the thing I learned the most. Is like you can. There's something to learn from literally everyone. Yeah. And no, that's sorry. something that really taken from it. Yeah. Marissa, same question. Okay. Uh, first, I want to say I really enjoyed like working with you, Vita, and watching you grow into the role even more. Like there's so many things that you bring to the table, and uh, I'm just excited. I like working with you. is the first thing that I have jumped into producing and I think a lot of the experience with me is learning that a lot of it can be really hard and really draining so it's taught me it's taught me boundaries it's taught me a lot about just the nuts and bolts of producing and but it's also taught me that honestly if you want to do something fucking do it yes. and you'll figure it out like I produced a monthly show almost every single month I produced uh, an opera that was crazy, like a one-act opera. I produced uh, two uh, stage song cycles, one of which was like more intense than actually had a director. And all of those have been incredibly fulfilling and hard in their own ways, and a learning experience in their own ways every single time. But I did it, and I learned a lot through it, and I made friends, and I, I had these incredibly fulfilling projects to do that I, I was had a little finger in in every single way. Um, so that's been really good. And it, it has also taught me a lot about communication skills. Yeah. And it's, it's taught me a lot about, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it's scary to talk to venues, but it's not really just go up and you're like, hey, we're cool. You want us <laughs> to do things there? And that's the first thing we say too. Hey, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, clearly. Oh man, that's you too? We do that too. Star. Oh cool, yeah. that's the move, right? Yeah, yeah I actually cool. do that to people on the street. Hey, I'm cool. That's what people use. So cool. But it has taught me a lot about other people's organizational styles and like right. how to work with different people. And that's something that I also like. I've learned patience and I've learned how to work with other yes. people because I can also be a very opinionated person and yeah. learning to work with other people. I think that's all for saying because we all have very loud opinions. It's been a beautiful working relationship.
Well, I think so. I think that's really interesting, right? Because I was there for three years, and I think all these things I can echo and say that it's amazing when you see different people in different administrative roles. Because in a lot of ways, doing administration for Upper on Tap is fucking trial by fire. And it's just like, okay, great. All right, we just did this show. Let's do another show in a month. Let's do another show in a month. And like, speaking from my perspective, like, now I've taken that into from that, and now we do a fucking daily podcast and are trying to put on two performances a week. Trying. And so it's like trying. But I think that's that's the, it's the exact. Succeeding. Emma Cox back there, y'all. Fuck yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think. Succeeding. And I, well, I just think that, you know, I think that that's, I think that's a really, you don't, it's really hard to get that skill. That's not a skill you get at school. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. just hustling. Just like, piss and vinegar getting shit yeah, done. You learn the hustle and you learn it's just like sometimes it's going to go up not because like it's perfect but because it's the second Tuesday of the month exactly. and things are happening now. <laughs> um, and then also, I can't believe I didn't say that, but I also started a feminist music collective. That's right. So that was Hell yeah! We've had on the show, if you're if, if you're a new listener, we're something like 70 episodes now, and that's like episode 40 or something like that. So <laughs> head back and find it, because it was definitely a great interview. Um, so my next thing, I want to take advantage of, I'm sorry. I was going to, I was going to, um, I want to do that. Before we do that, I want to take advantage of the live situation that we're in right now. I want to get maybe one, maybe two questions from the audience. Is there anybody that has a question for Marissa and Amita while we're here? Yeah. Vince Dorr, sh- his hand shut up so quick. So, I want to go back to something that we talked about way in the beginning. Uh, you said that the goal of Opera on Tap is to make opera accessible. And from your perspective of the people who run Opera on Tap, what do you think is the is the best way to explain to somebody who says to you, I don't like opera. How do you say to them, you, you do like opera, you just don't realize it yet? How well did that sound? I want you to be heard. I mean, I've heard this a couple times, and I think what I what I say most of the time is, especially if I'm talking about something like Opera and Tap, is just, you know, I get it, I understand, I think there's a lot of stereotypes with it, but, you know, come to a show, um, because opera is really visceral when you get to actually see it and experience it up close. Um, so I think mostly I just go, Respectfully, it's not just like you don't know, but uh, you know, I think you've heard some stereotypes. Maybe you know, some opera can be maybe more difficult, but like listen to something in English, listen to a major figure where you know what they're saying, where you know what the comedy is, and that, yeah. and listen to I don't know, fucking Missy Darte, where you actually know what they're saying when you see a soprano like crying over it, or somebody breaking down um, singing a piece. Like, I've done. I know that for me, a lot of my passion with opera is because I've done it. Like you feel it when you're singing it, and yeah. bringing that connection to people who aren't singing it is huge. And I think that's where the disconnect can come sometimes because it can be so sterilized. So. Yeah, I think when people say that to me all the time, and the first thing I always say is, well, we have super titles, and they're not just super titles. They are super, super titles, you know? Like, they're, <laughs> they're hilarious. They're not, you know, sometimes, obviously, if the song is serious, you know, they're serious. But, like, you will, we will make sure you understand what is going on. And if you do not, then please let us know. We are open to suggest. We will we'll figure it out for you. Um, 
I also say that we're not, when people say, you know, I don't like opera, so I don't know if I'd like it. Yeah, okay. But, like, it's not, I get that, and that's totally cool. You might not like it, but come try it. Like, hello? Like, there's lots of things I said I didn't like. Oh, like, the eggplant. The deep fried eggplant. I was like, that's disgusting. And I tried it. She was wrong. That was so wrong. She was dead wrong. She was very wrong. Although I made eggplant yesterday and I kind of fucked it up. It's really hard because if you burn it, it doesn't taste good. Yeah, then I wouldn't like that one probably. But like, that's the thing. So I'm always like, you know what? You're guaranteed to have a good time. I always say it's opera with a twist. It's never just straight up like standing singing. We always interact with the audience somehow. So I make sure to make that a point because we do. Cool. Well, all right. So the last thing we always do with our guests is um, a one-minute plug for anything you have upcoming. Um, sometimes it's very obvious, like if you have a monthly show coming up. Uh, otherwise, it can also be self-care things. Uh, people you think they're doing dope work that just that generally deserve a shout out. So please. Well, we have to say we have our theme of the month show for June. The second. This is the third Tuesday. It's the first third Tuesday. It's at the Alba Room down in Lakeview. We are expanding to a new venue right now. We'll be back in, in Redline Tap or the Buffalo Bar. So I think it's called now. I think it's called Heartland. Heartland yeah, Cafe is Heartland Bar. Oh, okay, well, we'll be here. Many different iterations. We will be here again, but we're, but we're doing um, we're doing our first show at the Alba We would love to have people come support us at our mm -hmm. new venue. Yeah. It's you know, it's important to us. It's $5. We just started charging. And the reason is, hold on, don't freak out. We are getting a keyboard because Opera and Tab has not had a keyboard yet. So yay for baby keyboard. And you can come to our show and you can name our keyboard. We're picking um, three, of the, three of the best names, five of the best names from Facebook. We'll have little buckets in front of each name. And the name that gets the most money Wins. So interact with us so, on Facebook if you want to give one of the names. Yes, please name our keyboard. It needs a good name. Very exciting. But yeah, it's going to be a great show. It's opera around the world, so it's going to be a lot of stuff you haven't heard before. We have a really great lineup of people. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. The venue is so cool. Cool. And, and then selfishly, I'm going to be in a drag king competition tomorrow, so you should come. Yeah. 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 I know that's amazing. So this, so my plan is this is going to go out. Tomorrow morning. So when I when she says tomorrow, she means tonight. So that's Friday. Yeah. Friday. And where is that? That's a great question. I'm looking that up right now. Well, in the meantime, uh, Avita, can you tell us about Opera on Tap's social media presence? Where can people find it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, Opera on Tap Chicago. Just Google, like, just I mean, you can Google it, but also like look at that little search bar on Facebook. Um, we also are on Twitter, Opera and Tap Chicago, OT Chicago, um, Instagram, OT Chicago, um, and we are going to go live on Snapchat next yes. Tuesday. Oh, yes. The name yeah. is TV. The Drag King competition is tomorrow, or the 16th, at the Rebel Room of the Damon Stop Blue Line. Uh, so you should go because it's going to be amazing. I, I work right around there. That yeah. awesome. Oh, you can't go though. I can't go. Someone go in Maureen'stead. Yes. We'll be in Milwaukee for some yeah. stupid reason. That's stupid. It's going to be great. I didn't mean I'm like singing that. in a thing. Yeah, no. Advertise <gasps> that. Oh! <laughs> if y'all find yourself in Milwaukee this weekend, you should come.
come to the Linden Sculpture Garden in Brown Deer, Wisconsin <coughs> for Handel's Bestiary. It is a um, musical journey of a bunch of Handel arias that are about animals, features um, dancers of all generations, and some really beautiful singing um, and playing from local Milwaukee talent. I myself am doing a pre-show with friend of the show, Joe Riggenbach. Um, we're going to be talking about Da Capo Aria form, as well as performing a Da Capo Aria um, as an example. And it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for <laughs> listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you're here live, I have really bad news for you. We do this closing out. We're going to do this closing out twice. We're going to do it now and also at the end of our live show recording, sessions recording. So sorry about that. Um, but... But, but, if you've liked what you've heard, there are a lot of ways that you can keep up with us. You can head over to scopymag.com. That is our website. We have all of our articles there. Um, you can also head over to Facebook. That is our, uh, our page on Facebook is Scopy Magazine. Um, that's where we have post all of our events and such. You can keep up with all of our upcoming events. Uh, we're going to go into detail about that in a second. Um, but otherwise, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Scopy Mag. And I'm actually worried about timing, so I'm just going to wrap it up by saying please donate. Um, yeah. If you go to our website, scopymag.com, head to our About section, you, become, you can become a monthly subscriber for as little as $5 a month, and it means the world to us. So please consider doing so. Give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then whoo, knock over a music stand. Listen, participate, and share. And then I'm, I'm just going to real quick, sorry. I just want to give a quick shout out to Sam Adagrila who came. She's been on the show before. We love you. She's actually helping us out with our representation series. That we yes, did. yes. Really cool. I, I also do want to. Sorry, I want to plug um, She After, which is coming up next Tuesday yes, over at Nightcap, yes, yes. and then we'll be back here a week from uh, a di a less than a day, a week from now. I hope that made sense. Um, We'll be back here for poetry night, and then we'll have a week off of our scopy sessions. Yes. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. Uh, go out and make something. Woo! Yeah.